Okay, listen, I want to start this episode singing Adele's Turning Tables. It's time to say goodbye to turning tables. <laughs> Y'all, I gotta have fun on this podcast. Obviously, my name is Rika. This is Single You, the podcast. And I say that because the tables are turned today. I'm actually being interviewed by my friend, Kasha Bradford. Now she has her own coaching program. She is a coach as well. And she did a series called From Timid to Confident. And she wanted me to come on her platform to speak about, um, you know, going from being timid in your single life to confident, right? And the conversation was so good. And I felt like these are questions that nobody has really asked me before. And I feel like I haven't talked about these things yet on Single You the Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Can I talk today on single you, the podcast and listen, I'm gonna leave it in. I love leaving in my mess ups because I want you to know that first of all, perfection, I'm not striving for that. I'm having fun, um, giving out information, right? As Maya Angelou said, when you learn, you teach, and that's what I'm doing. And in that teaching, I want you to know ain't nothing perfect. Okay. Especially not over here. But anyway, so some of the questions that she asked me, I just wanted you to hear this conversation. The first question she asked me, how can we be so confident in one area? So like in our professional lives, right? We're dope, but not in this lane of relationships with men. We, we suck. We lack confidence at that, right? And then she also asked me like, what happens to our confidence when we are performing? Like when we're in performance mode, you've heard me say that, right? Like a lot of us, you, me, you know, especially me in the past, <laughs> Not so much me right now because of all the work that I'm doing, but we get in this mode of performing confidence. Okay. And the last question she asked me, she asked me, I want to say, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The last question she asked me, number 10, is what is the biggest lie that you once believed about yourself? And I was like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> Oh, it's such a good conversation. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. Enjoy. I said, how did you wake up this morning? <laughs> What's up, girl? My name is Rika, and thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. Whether you've been listening for a while or you just stumbled upon me. Hello, I am a certified NLP life coach. Now, NLP, let's get nerdy for a second. It's Neuro Linguistic Programming. You can Google the rest of that if you want to know the rest of the nerdy stuff, okay? So I'm certified in that area, a.k.a. the single girl's life coach. I am a self-love coach and a boundaries coach. Listen, I got that boundaries and that self-love on lock, okay? <laughs> All right, so I am your host and also the founder of this podcast and Single You Academy, which is my online coaching program, community, and resource for single women. Now, before we get into the episode, let me just put a little disclaimer out there. All right. I am not a licensed therapist, so I am not to replace a therapist. But I will say this a lot of my clients, they have me as their coach, and then they also have a therapist because it is my job to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you want 
So if you want to stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser, you need help on that self-love and boundaries area, then I would be the coach for you. And maybe one day that coaching relationship with you and I, yes, it's me and you right here, hey, (laughs) will happen one day. You can always reach out to me. My Instagram is open to you. On Instagram, I am just me Rika. And of course, I will put my name in the show notes. All right, that's it. I'm your host, Rika, and let's get into the episode. This is Single You, the podcast. everyone and welcome to From Timid to Confident. Um, We have another amazing guest with us today and I'm so excited for that. And before we get started, my name is Kasia Bradford and I am the host of this series. And this has been designed for those of you who are stuck in situations that are not serving you. You know you're ready for your next up level, but maybe you lack the confidence to step into that. This series brings you amazing people who have been in this spot at one point in their life and they will share their stories with you and uh, let you know how they tapped into their confidence and allowed themselves to make bold moves that have them thriving today. It is our vision that by the end of the series, you will step into your power and make confident decisions that will allow you to create the life you want to live. So without further ado, I am very excited to introduce our guest today, Rika Robinson. Rika is an NLP certified life coach, and she coaches on self-love and boundaries. She's also a podcast host and a motivational speaker. Thank you so much for being with us today. No, thank you so much. I'm honored to be on your platform Um, from timid to confident. And I feel like in this lane of like being single and boundaries and all of that, this is my lane. I'm excited for today. (laughs) Awesome. So I'm going to put the spotlight on you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how it is that you got to the work that you're doing today? Oh, geez. How much time do we have? Um, (laughs) All the time. So... (laughs) Uh, so because we're we're in this lane of uh, boundaries and self-love and being single, I'll kind of speak on how I arrived at, um, you know, being the self-proclaimed single girl's life coach, um, you know, so unfortunately from the years of 2015 to 2017, and I, and I almost have to like think about the years now, which I'm so excited because that means like my memory is erasing like a lot of the things that happened to me, um, which I'm so proud about. But anyway, in those two years, uh, unfortunately, which I didn't know at the time, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into this later, but as we are growing up, especially if you're in the millennial group, which I am an older millennial, nobody really explained to us that abuse doesn't look like somebody punching you in the face or rattling you or, or, or something. It doesn't always have to look like that. There's more lanes and layers to abuse than we really knew, especially in the nineties. And so I'm going through this emotionally abusive relationship. And, uh, when I got out of that relationship, it was June of 2017. So right around my birthday, um, which I see as a positive, my boyfriend at that time broke up with me. Um, and he broke up with me 
saying that he couldn't trust me. Mm. And when I sat with that, <laughs> especially after he broke up with me in the midst of it, I remember being in the car, I started crying and the cry was not the like, oh my gosh, somebody's breaking up with me. My feelings are so hurt. The cry was more like a release. Like, oh, I wasn't woman enough to do it. I wasn't a confident enough to break up with this guy that I knew that I shouldn't have been with two weeks into the relationship. Um, in that moment of tears and like, oh my gosh, a release and I'm changing my plane ticket to fly back to Seattle from Atlanta. Yes, it was a long distance relationship. I heard God say, now it wasn't audible. No, God is not like Rika. I don't hear God. <laughs> I, I don't, I, you know, maybe other people do, but I heard it was like a knowing. Um, and he told me that he would use my story. And at first uh, I was like, no, I'm not telling anybody what I went, what? <laughs> use my story for who? Cause ain't nobody gonna know what I went through. You know, I, in that moment, I had a lot of shame and embarrassment that one, I, sh I knew I shouldn't have been with him. Two, I come from a two parent household. I have great parents. I'm a Howard University graduate. I thought I was this powerful, strong woman. If you would have asked me at that time, you know, are you a confident woman? Yeah, I would have said yes. Now I know it was a lot of performative of uh, confidence, but um, yeah, so I heard God say that. And um, for about three or four months, I didn't tell anybody. And then I started speaking about it um, little by little, little stories here, little stories there. Um, Cause everybody wanted to know what happened, of course. And at that time I was on the radio. Um, I'm a former radio personality of 20 years under my belt. Um, but anyway, of December of uh, 20, December, 2017 Christmas, uh, I went to Mexico by myself, Puerto, uh, Puerto Vallarta, <laughs> trying to roll my R's, um, by myself. And I did it on purpose. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you seen, Kasha, have you seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love? Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the plane to Europe, actually. Uh, I, you know, I, I couldn't go to Italy and Bali and all that. I'm not a, a rich author yet. But, um, but I did have 10 days and I went to Mexico by myself and I planned the whole vacation and it was on purpose and it was to sit m with myself. And while I was down there, I asked myself three questions. Who am I? Who does God say I am? And how do I want to show up from now on? Mm. And from there, um, I began to share more of my stories and I began to see the change with my audience at that time. Again, I was on the radio mm -hmm. and it was no longer, oh my God, Rika, you're so funny. Cause yes, I'm funny. I'm funny. Okay. Um, but it was more like, oh my gosh, you helped me break up with my boyfriend or you helped me realize I wasn't the only one. And, and something started changing. And then I understood what God was saying in that moment. Like, I'm going to use your story. Mm -hmm. um, Pastor Rick Warren says your greatest shame will be the thing that heals others. Um, and that was in the purpose driven life. That's a book that I actually read when I was in Mexico mm -hmm. and I, and that's when it clicked. And from, from there, from being a blogger to saying, you know, to realizing what life coaching was, cause at the time I didn't know, I don't think a lot of people know what life coaching is, mm -hmm. um, unless you want like a personal trainer to lose weight. That's about all, you know? Um, yeah. And so I took a, a, a program, you know, it took me about eight months and then I got certified and then. I came up with this program that is now Single You Academy, deemed myself the single girl's life coach. I have Single You, the podcast and all of that. So that is a condensed version to answer your question. I know it was a lot, but I just feel like I always have to, you know, tell, no, tell at least. Awesome. The that's awesome. There's so much in there that now I need to go back to. <laughs> yeah. um, first thing that I would love to ask, you said it was a long distance relationship. Yeah. Um, how easy or difficult is it to and I guess it would depend on your level of awareness at the time 
how easy or difficult is it to know that you're in a emotionally abusive relationship when you're long distance with somebody? Right. And you're not so there's not a lot of face to face. Right. So it I think that it is difficult period if your level of awareness like you said is I I didn't even know that emotional abuse was a thing Mm -hmm. like I knew I I always knew like okay if he hits me leave got it down that that was like my line right Mm -hmm. now my line is a little bit more it's a little now my standards are a lot higher than that um but yeah no at the time I I had no idea but now looking back, the woman I am today, when I see that, I just want to hug that girl. Like, dang, girl, you were really trying to fit a square peg in a round hole for what? Mm-hmm. Just to be in a relationship, you know? So yeah, it depends on your level of awareness. But now I can spot abuse, like that manipulation, that just uh, love bombing and gaslighting and all of these words and narcissism. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that these things existed or what, you know, they weren't mm-hmm. in my vocabulary, but now girl, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, can, woo, I can spot it so quickly. That's yeah. I feel you. I feel you that on so many levels. I, um, I did share with throughout the series, a little bit of my story, but I was in an emotionally abusive marriage for 11 years and it really, I say that it wasn't until my son was born, which is the truth. It's for some reason, my self-worth was so low that I didn't even recognize the signs until he came to be. And then I was like, this is not okay. This is not okay Uh, for him. You know what I mean? I never had the self-worth enough for it not to be okay for me. Like, yeah, I was just taking it. You know what I mean? Isn't that interesting? Because if I, if a friend was going through what I went through, I would have told her to leave immediately but when you're just before we go through our self um, actualization journey there's a lot of things that we don't understand and we don't know and 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 maybe you felt the same Kasha because I don't know your full story but I felt sorry for him like oh I can help him I can fix him he's such this emotional person if I can just like I'm stable I can get him stable not knowing I'm being slapped around <laughs> it's ping pong over here you know but but we don't know because we weren't um asking the right cr- questions at that time the right conversations weren't being had nobody mm-hmm. told me what mm-hmm. a healthy relationship is versus an unhealthy relationship so I just find that interesting that yeah we didn't have the confidence and self-worth enough to know I'm not allowed to be abused either and it mm-hmm. wasn't until somebody else comes along for you that that's that's amazing and god bless your child <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Um, so, so another thing you said in there, as you were telling your story, is that you had professional confidence, and you had, you know, like, you went to school, you had a loving home, you, you were, you're a Harvard graduate. How? Because I, I like, I totally hear you on this, and it's how can we be so confident in one area and not in others? Yeah, isn't that interesting, right? Yeah. Um, and so I just want to clarify Howard, I went to Howard University in DC. So Howard graduate, which is, it's, I mean, we're up there with Harvard. So there's that. But um, it, I think that the way that I would answer that question today in your professional life, your career, college, what driving, whatever, there's a blueprint to it. You know, it's like, if, if a seven-year-old wants to be a doctor, you know exactly what to tell them to do. Okay, well, you need to do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. But there is no, like I just said, there, nobody has conversations when you're young 
with you about what makes a healthy relationship versus unhealthy. There is no self-actualization classes, right? Mm -hmm. There's math, history, all of that. There's no classes on how to become who God created you to be. Mm-hmm. And so you can't, there's, you can't really have confidence in that area because what's the blueprint? What, what's the, how do I follow whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I wish that once we started kinder, we started learning about emotions and feelings and how to manage that and what that means and who we are and blah, 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 blah. Um, I wish there was more of that. And so I think that is where the, the scale on being confident in one area is so high and so low in the relationship, self-worth, self-love area. Mm. Actually, the word that comes to mind right now is this competency piece. It's I've never heard it put that way, the way you just explained it with the blueprint. It's so true. It's like there are the steps to follow versus in life and a lot of even in parenting, like shit, there is no manual. <laughs> no, no <laughs> manual, yeah. Manual, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and not even, it's, and it's not, so if you do, even with parent parenting, I don't know why I always, I can't say that word sometimes. Um, and even in self-actualization, there's books and stuff, but again, there's no blueprint to like, you should probably read these seven books before you become a parent or before you get married. Like we're just allowed to get married. We're just allowed to have kids. There is no, I couldn't just drive. I had to go to class for that. You know what I mean? And everybody, even though everybody's parenting style, relationship style is going to be different, just like everybody's driving style is different. I wish we, there was it's some blueprint to it. And, and that's why I created Single You Academy, honestly. But, um, but yeah, there's just no, we, we don't know what we're doing. We're just out here flapping in wind. One other thing I heard you say, actually, I was watching some of your reels and um, I, I found a clip where you were talking about performing happy and us masking yeah. and stuff. What the hell does that do to our confidence when we're in performance mode? Yeah, nobody wants to be the girl that is in a terrible relationship. Nobody wants to be the girl that admits that she doesn't like herself or it, nobody wants, because these are not things that people say in real life. Like nobody's on TV. Now they are, because I think we are, we have shifted uh, in the mental health space and stuff. So there's more conversations happening, mm-hmm. but no, nobody wants to be that girl. Everybody wants to act like we have it together because for some reason, society set it up so much so that if you don't have it together, there's something wrong with you. You're not allowed to fall apart. No, no, no. So what we do is we perform confidence. Like I said, before 2017, if you would have asked me, are you a confident woman? I would have been like, heck yeah, yeah. But in the background, there's this guy that I allow to treat me like crap. Mm-hmm. I'm a people pleaser because I want to get this goal of marriage and kids. I'm allowing um, myself to minimize myself so I can fit into this box that I think that he wants because I want to be picked so badly. I would have never told you that in 2015. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, no, there, there is no, none of my friend, nobody would have told you that Rika actually doesn't like herself right now. Like nobody would have known that, you know what I mean? I didn't even really know that because I wasn't awakened to myself yet. So mm-hmm. when you're not awakened, you're just performing what you think you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So when you went to Mexico and you took that time for yourself, what were some of the first things that you started to come to realization 
around yeah. about yourself. Oh, girl, oh. <laughs> <laughs> let me get out my list. Hold on. Um, I, the, the biggest realization that no woman will ever admit is that it's, it was me. Mm. I'm the common denominator in all my relationships. So it doesn't matter that he abused me or what have you. Sure. And I'm not saying that that was right, but I allowed it. Mm-hmm. That was a hard, again, if, if it was one of my friends, I would have said, girl, what are you doing? I would have tried to shake her awake. And, and why are you allowed? But we don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's so much we don't know, but yeah, what, that was the first thing. That's why one of the first questions I asked myself was who am I? Like, is this really how I want life to be? Like, mm-hmm. is this it? Is this it? And of course my answer was no. And so I began to dive into like, okay, well, how can I make sure that this is this, this can't be life. So how do I make sure it's not life? And I had to really do a lot of work around my boundaries, my self-worth, where I put my value. So is, am I only valuable if I'm married? Am I only valuable if I have a kid? And I just refuse to believe that because as you know, I'm a woman of faith. I believe in Jesus. And I know that God did not create me just to be married to somebody's son. That's not my purpose. That doesn't lead people to Jesus. Like it has nothing to do with it. But when you're a woman of faith and, you know, along with the conversations about um, becoming self-actualizing before you get into a relationship, you're just, church is just thrown, especially in the black community. We just go to church. But there's no like studying and or having this relationship with Jesus that he actually wants. And so for me, I put my life on this, like getting married and having kids on this pedestal, because that is the message that I got. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and even if you're not somebody of faith, society, especially in America. So I, cause I know you're not an American. You can tell me if you're, if, if Canada um, kind of has this messaging for women as well, but the messaging when you're little is with all the Disney movies and everything is like, you're just waiting around till you get married. And then that's when life starts. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, that, the, the thing that I had to come to like, dang, man, is this is, it's, it's, it's the buck stops and starts with me. And mm-hmm. I allowed all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a hard thing to come to. I, I remember getting so angry when I first started my personal development journey and what the message that kept coming and eventually I was like, okay, I need to pay attention to this was that I am creating everything in my world. And I was like, I I was so angry. I'm like, no, (laughs) I would never do, you know? And now of course I understand that that's true. And um, so, yeah, so coming to to the acceptance of that and not make ourselves wrong for allowing those situations yeah yeah because you wouldn't most people are not purposely doing it Mm -hmm. but we don't realize that we are causing this chaos because we're not being intentional about our life Mm -hmm. and -hmm. until you become intentional that is when you can actually change everything Mm-hmm. But there has to be intention behind it. We can't just be flapping in the wind through life, like, oh, just moseying along. You know, that ignorance is bliss thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that'll get you in trouble every time. <laughs> right. Um, so when you came, so when, you're, when your Mexico trip was over, obviously you've had a lot of time to reflect. And what was some of the first things you started to do when you, when you came back home and back to your day-to-day? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
ta- so tangible things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was I needed to change the messages that I was listening to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, as Kasha knows, I'm just getting over COVID. So. Um, but um, I had to, so I truly believe um, the scripture says that be, um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. So I literally envisioned myself taking a toothbrush and scrubbing everything that I learned up until then, because I wanted to unlearn. And how do you do that? Well, with the neurons in our brain, <laughs> I had to change the train. You know, I'm a neuro-linguistic programming. So I literally, and, and this is before I even knew what NLP was, but I knew that what I was watching, reading, who I was talking to, what I was feeding my soul had to change. And so there's a lot of things that I cut out. So I have, I actually have been abstinent for three years now, this past December. And that's one of the things that I cut out. I stopped watching a lot of shows with like sexual activity in it. Um, and, 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 and even regardless of that, I just stopped listening to a lot of relationship stuff. Cause I was like, y'all don't know what you're talking about. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I actually turned it into sermons, um, reading scripture, listening to scripture, like really cultivating a relationship with God um, because I wanted that. Like I knew that, like I, I knew that God never left me. I just needed to develop an actual relationship with him instead of just saying, I believe in God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I did that. And then also even like little things, like there was so much like chaos because I was like healing from trauma in my mind that I had to keep my house clean. Like as soon as I got home, if I took off my jacket, I had to hang it up right away, put my shoes away right away. I wanted to do something. I wanted to say that I wanted to do something and hold myself accountable. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And like, even those little things that you do, even if you're like every day, right when I wake up, I'm going to drink a glass of water. Mm -hmm. Holding yourself accountable to the person you say you want to be does wonders for your confidence level. Because now you're like, wow, I actually did what I said I wanted to do. Wow, that's amazing. I'm great. Um, And I'm telling you, it does wonders with your confidence level. So yeah, that that would be... um, a few of the steps that I did right after I got back. Uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I just want to ask, because um, I think it's so beautiful that you went to like getting deeper into your relationship with God. All right. So, you know, I had to interrupt you real quick to remind you of two things, two things, two things. Um, let's talk about the reviews. <laughs> you know, we have talked about this, you and I, okay, while you were on your walk, riding your bike, walking your dogs, while you was at work, driving to work, we had this conversation. I need that review, honey. I need it, okay? So my goal for 2022 is to have 100 reviews. Guess what? I'm at 39 now. Okay, shout out to Lynn. Uh, Lynn said she was listening to the episode with Cameo and I. So last week, slowing down the dating process, she said, I just listened to this podcast uh, podcast for the first time. It was helpful. This episode is about the exact thing I've been challenged with this week. It helps me feel less alone and less shame around my dating experience. Thank you. Lynn, no, thank you, girl. Okay, for the review. So I want you to be like Lynn. So pause, just it, I, two minutes, okay? I was gonna say five. I don't even think it takes five minutes to write a review. Can you do that for me, please? It helps people like Lynn 
see the podcast because what they do on Apple, I know, um, I don't listen on Spotify. I have an iPhone. So they suggest other podcasts um, that I should listen to via like how many um, reviews they're getting and stuff like that. So I want to be as big as Joe Rogan. I ain't going to say nothing about Joe Rogan and all the drama that's going on with him and Spotify. But come on. Like if he has that huge of a platform, I should too, right? And I'm going to get there. I know I am. Okay. It's going to take me a few years, but it starts with me being consistent with the episodes. And then number two, you leaving me a review and sharing. Thank you for sharing with all of your family members, your friends, your sister, your brothers, maybe. I don't know. Because I do have like 3% men that listen to this podcast. But anyway, so that's number one. Number two, my Instagram DM is open. Shout out to everybody who's following me um, and finding me via TikTok. Um, TikTok, the reach is so much better than Instagram, but I do post on both and I let you know that this podcast exists and here you come over. Okay. Cause now we up over 22,000 listens of this podcast and I'm trying to get to that million mark again, like Joe Rogan, which he's a few million people now. But anyway, um, you can slide into my DMs. If you have any questions, if you have any questions about single you Academy and when the doors open, um, we can have that conversation in Instagram. I like to do the voice notes better than typing, um, but you can't do voice notes in TikTok. However, wherever you are, I am here. Instagram, TikTok, email, even Facebook. All of that will be in the show notes, as well as the information on Kasha Bradford and her series from timid to confident. All right, back to the show. Is is that work part of your coming back to the relationship with you and is that kind of simultaneous or or do you find those two to be separate oh no it's the same yeah for me as a woman of faith it, yeah. and god said i created you in my image yes. we are gods in my opinion little g of course and so we have to get to the business of figuring out what what I was created for, because it has to be more than just being with, again, married to somebody's son. It has to be more than that. And once you go on that journey, the Bible is so true. The transformation that you have when you go inward and start communing with that God inside you, it is so beautiful. It's not about the religion. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. um, they, people want to throw religion at you so bad and you must do this and do that and don't do this and don't do that. And you're going to mess up and God's going to hate you. And da, 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 da. There's so much religion out there that you, I, I, again, I taking a toothbrush, scrubbing my brain mm -hmm. <laughs> to unlearn everything that I learned, whether it was intentional or not. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that the church that I grew up in, or even my parents, especially not my parents, Mm -hmm. were intentionally trying to make me think that the only way that I was valuable by, is by getting married. No, but that's how the devil works. When there's, when there's a lot of secrecy, shame, and just not knowing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a lot of missteps and, mis and the mishandlement of my own heart that happened um, because of the conversations and the learning and the, it wasn't happening. So yeah, like turning inward and communing with God, it was definitely communing with myself as well. Nice. I love that. Love that. Love that. Um, how was, um, because a lot of people who hold shame and I, I know I did this, like I said, I was in that relationship for 11 years. It was a long time. And I never spoke a word about it because yeah. of the shame. And how do we break that cycle? Especially if, you know, yeah. like 
in the religious context too. Like I grew up Catholic, so it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, so you're understanding exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 girl. And they will hold that over your head. God hates divorce. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so when you're, you know, when you're seeping in that shame, like, I don't know if you have, um, even like your own experience or client experiences, yeah. like what are some of the things that you recommend for people to do when they're steeped in that shame? Yeah. So when I started sharing, I was still like full of shame. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. I'm the only girl that would ever put herself through. I'm so dumb. So I was like you, I didn't tell anybody. So everybody was super surprised. But once I started sharing, mm-hmm. uh, other people started sharing with me. Mm-hmm. They were like, girl, let me tell you what I did. <laughs> because nobody is perfect. And w- once I started talking about it and doing the work, I came to that realization like, yo, everybody has been through something. Yeah. Worse than me, not as bad as me, whatever. But having that community of knowing like, oh, wow, she, we're the same. I'm not the only one. Then I don't have to hide anymore. Mm-hmm. So once I realized like nobody is perfect mm-hmm. and if somebody does make fun of me or whatever, it's really a reflection of them and not me. Mm-hmm. Because that's part of the work is realizing that we all have work to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so that shame within six months was gone. I, I don't, you know, sometimes when I talk about it, especially depending on who I'm around, I'm like, oh my God, this is super embarrassing, but whatever. I still talk about it. Yeah. Um, and again, as Pastor Rick Warren says, your greatest shame will be the thing that heals others. And that's so true. And that's biblical. That's scriptural. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible talks about sharing our burdens with one another and stuff. And mm-hmm. sharing our stories is how we heal. That's why we love telling the stories of the people in the Bible, David and Goliath, the woman with the issue of blood. We love them stories because we like, oh, they just like me. Thank you. <laughs> so, so yeah, like what I, I just, once you free yourself and you talk about it, you have somebody to talk, you have a community to, to talk about it with, whether it's even just listening to a podcast, it goes away. It goes mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And gives, once you start speaking up, it gives other people permission to speak up. Absolutely. Silent. So yeah, it's powerful. Absolutely. It's powerful. Yeah, yeah. It's just stepping yeah. into that courage and, and, and opening our mouth. I remember the first time I did it, I was, well, I was scolded by my <laughs> ex-partner because I was ruining the image for everybody. Like, why would you say anything? Right. And, um, that was, I think, before our son was born still. So I kind of quickly retracted into my shell and yeah. stayed quiet, you know, until the time came. But um, it's, you're right. It's like once we start talking, it, yeah. it just all of a sudden, it's just like all these people come out when you thought you were so alone and you're actually not alone. Yeah. So you're yeah. not alone. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about boundaries and setting boundaries. <laughs> um, I love uh what you say about some of us like try to make boundaries so, so we, we put up a boundary and then we don't keep it <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah how do we develop the confidence to not only set it but then stick with it <laughs> right yeah so there are four pillars that I um walk my clients through inside of single you academy and the first one is know yourself deeper than your favorite color is blue or whatever your favorite color is, right? You got to know your triggers, your traumas, your whys, and all of that. 
Um, after So after you know yourself, then you have to know what you want and how to get it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us can say we know what we want. I'm sure a lot of women would say, oh my gosh, I want a relationship with a guy who is emotionally intelligent. And we could say all these things. We don't know how to get it. Number three is having the audacity to believe that you can get it. Mm-hmm. And number four, and the patience to wait for it. So I say all that to say, because that is the beginning of um, setting and keeping boundaries. We, we know again, what we want in, in some ways, like when we want to set a boundary and we'll say it sometimes, mm-hmm. or even in our mind, maybe not to the person, but then two weeks later, we fumble the boundary mm-hmm. and it is in the fumbling of our boundaries that we continue to get mishandled, not only with other people, but with ourselves. You are mishandling yourself when you allow people to walk all over you and you know what that is. You know, we all know if you sit down and you go, where am I allowing people to walk all over me? You would have a list. So you have to get to a a place again, where you are being transformed by the renewing of your mind and the way that you think you cannot keep boundaries because you're a people pleaser. You hold your value in something else. I have a quote from Oprah. Um, that's on my wall. So I, and I always, I look at it almost every day and she says, I was saying yes. So people wouldn't be angry with me. And so that they would think I was a nice person. Mm. And she went on to say, and so you have to think about that. Like, why are you not able to set boundaries with people Mm. in this lane of like being single and with men? It is because you are afraid he will leave. You are afraid that you'll be 55 and single. You don't want to die alone, whatever that means. Everybody dies alone. My parents have been married for over 40 years. They're still going to die separately. This is not the notebook. So, (laughs) so, (laughs) so you have to figure out the root cause of why you are not able to say no, period. Mm -hmm. Full stop. It's a full sentence no is as they say no is a full sentence right you don't have to explain yourself now you know maybe with your friends or whatever sure I'll say oh no I can't do that because blah 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 I me my favorite sentence now is I don't have the capacity for this right now love it (laughs) you know what I mean um and so you you have to get to the bottom of why you aren't able to set a boundary and boundaries are not always about just saying yes or no Mm-hmm. I, I just um, told my friend a story and I'll try to condense it because I'm out here in these dating streets, I guess, out here, in the, whatever. Um, I know who I am, right? I know what I want. I know how to get it. I have the audacity to believe that I can get it and the patience to wait for it. Mm-hmm. So I move past the fear because I'm not saying that sometimes it still doesn't creep up, but I move past the fear of being able to set boundaries with like, Okay, listen, if you say you're interested with me, I need you to start having real actual conversations with me. I don't like this. Oh, what's your favorite color? Da, da, da. No, I want a man who's actually going to ask me deep conver- or deep questions so we can have deep conversation. Mm-hmm. And I just brought that up to somebody that I am quote unquote talking to. And it's not an indictment on his character. It is an indictment on mine. Basically, I in these dating streets hold myself accountable to the woman that I say that I want to be. And I want to be able to be authentically me in every space. Mm -hmm. I no longer want to perform confidence. I no longer want to minimize myself because I'm afraid that he'll say that I'm too much, which is something that I've heard my whole life. My ex literally broke up with me saying I had it two together. 
So that is a fear that I've had to work through. And I mm -hmm. promised myself that if a man says he's interested, okay, well, these are the things um, that will help you achieve being with me. <laughs> and not in a like, cause I'm the best and I deserve and you better be not that ugliness, but just, if you say you wanna get to know me, let me offer you some help in getting to know me. And so I was able to explain to him, look, like you, you're not really good at conversation. And, and I need you to, I like you. Mm -hmm. So how about you get, you know, a little bit better and these are things you can do and blah, blah, blah. That's a boundary. Mm -hmm. And if he, if he leaves me, then that lets me know he is not equipped to be the man that is suitable for me, the man that God has for me. And I have to be okay with that. If he's suitable for me, which is right now, obviously I don't know. Cause it's, 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 I think we've only been talking for two months, whatever, but at least I was able to see how he responds in that situation. Yeah. And he, he aced it. He was like, oh, okay, well, my bad. Let me, you know, we had the conversation, yeah. which I loved. And, and I was so relieved and happy. Like, oh my God, I did it. Look at me set the boundary. Look at me. Um, so again, and that comes with getting to know who I am and having the audacity to believe I can get what I want. Yeah, that's, oh my God. I had like chills and then more chills. Yeah. It's such a powerful place to be in. Just like, as you're saying this and it's not arrogant and it's not, you know, you're too much. It's just like, no, I know who I am. I know my value now and I know what I want. Yes. And I need this to be happy in a relationship with you, bro. You said you were interested. So what's up? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's again, it took me like a day and a half to even speak up because I still go through those those mental gymnastics of like, oh my God, I don't want to be rude. Am I being too much? Is he gonna leave? Mm -hmm. and da, 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 da. But because I've done so much work, I always capture those thoughts and erase them. Yeah. Because yeah. my motto is if he walks away, he wasn't meant for me. Mm -hmm. And that's where the patience to wait for it comes into um, um comes into fruition. And also if you believe in God, it's like I say I'm a woman of faith. So am I actually a woman of faith? Yeah. I have to show that because you are your behaviors. Yes. So. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, just want to touch on something you just, because I think it's so important when you just mentioned the mental gymnastics, because even with all the work that we do, it's yeah. always work in progress. And yes. Um, it's just now we're better at catching the things that kind of creep in or we catch ourselves when we're not, you know, stepping up into the version we want to be. But can you just talk a little bit about that so that, um, yes. you know, maybe people that are just starting the journey, they don't get discouraged. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't know that I, at least at the level that I'm at right now, hmm. can never tell you that fear and doubt will go away forever. Mm -hmm. I would be, <clears throat> yeah, I would, I, I feel like I would be a liar. Now, I don't know. Maybe a monk can tell you, I, I don't, somebody who meditates all the time. I don't know. But I am, again, I've been doing this work since 2017. Mm -hmm. And even the Bible talks about this, meditate on the word and stuff like that, because God knew that we are going to struggle in this area of the mind. Mm -hmm. He knew that. And so what we have to do is be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And it doesn't mean you do that one time. Mm -hmm. It's an everyday thing. So all of these books that you see on my bookshelf and all that, listen, this is not just for looks. <laughs> Amen. 
I read so much. I pray. I sit with myself for five minutes. I journal and I do voice notes on journaling because writing is getting kind of tight. It gets tiring for me. But I, I, I figured out what works for me. And I have a group of friends that we, you know, iron sharpens iron and we sharpen each other. And, and so having that community, having the books, having my Bible and really studying my Bible and, and not just reading, you know, Leviticus, whatever. And it's boring. No, I actually have books that help me study the Bible. Like I, I just, I know that it is going to be a, like a battlefield of the mind, which is a book actually by uh, Joyce Meyer, uh, Joyce Meyer, battlefield of the mind, read that book. Um, it is going to always be a battlefield. It is, it, it, it just is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you are just starting your journey and you feel like, oh my God, I'm still super down on myself or whatever, that's okay. Yeah. It'll get fleeting. It'll get few, it, it will get, it, it won't be every day. Cause mm -hmm. not every day am I like, oh my God, I, what was me? No, <laughs> but maybe once a week for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it does get better, but it doesn't 100% go away. At mm -hmm. least not for me, not yet. Mm -hmm. I yeah and I I've been on my journey for 15 years just about and still you know the thought of doubt will come it's just now you catch it really quick you thank it for being here and you move on but you move uh, on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's awesome thank you for sharing that that's that's really really powerful of course, of course. um oh my gosh um and I also have a cutie question for you <laughs> okay um what is the biggest lie that you once believed? Oh, that my value was in getting married. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. And then also yeah. like, oh my gosh, I must be, there's something wrong with me because I was, let's say 30, right? So in that relationship, I think I got into that relationship at 32. But anyway, yeah. So around 30 is when I was like, oh my God. I didn't get the golden life. Like something's wrong with me, and especially because I wasn't my mom who got married at 22 to my dad. Like I was like, oh my God, if I'm my mom, I would have two kids by now. And blah, blah, blah. like, you know, all of this negative surrounding being single, I had so much shame mm -hmm. around being this professional woman who has this side of my life together, but I didn't have this relationship laying together. And now I just know, like, none, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, I'm still going to die and go to heaven. God is not going to be like, so now you have to go to hell because you never got married. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Rika, for sharing your energy and your wisdom with us. You're fantastic. And we've learned so much. And um, no problem. for those of you watching, just take some of what you learned today and start applying. Start, you know, scrubbing and... Yes. Take the little, little bits that you've heard, um, lots of tactical information so that you can elevate from this conversation and you can actually start stepping into your confidence. So thank you yeah. so much for being with us once again. And um, no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your platform. And I would just say this, who is the woman that you want to become? Answer that question and then do everything in your power to become her. Love that. Love that. Thank you. And on that note, we will see you in the next episode. <laughs> I had to jump in here real quick to introduce you to Single You Merch. Yeah, that's right. Single You, the podcast. We have merch now. Yeah, because affirmations, they can be on something better than a post-it note on your mirror. 
Yeah, how about affirmations on your couch in the form of a throw pillow or on your bed in the form of a throw pillow for encouragement? Single you dot shop for you to buy the single you merch, okay? You deserve it for picking you and breaking up with him. Christmas, New Year, Valentine's Day. Oh, totally your birthday. Your best friend or your best friend's birthday. (laughs) Simply because you want to encourage yourself, you want to encourage your best friend on any day that ends with Y. You can shop Single You merch right now at singleyou.shop. The link will be in the show notes. The throw pillows, what do they say on them? One says, happiness over history. Another, happily single. And another one says, sis, don't do all that healing just to date another broken man. Hashtag stay sharp. Yeah, that's on the pillow. And lastly, singleness is not a punishment. The throw pillows are available right now, just in time for Christmas. More to come, but do your shopping right now at singleyou.shop. Oh yeah, and one more disclaimer. I will never tell you I'm an expert in this area. I am just speaking from my lens and what I learned by being in an abusive relationship, by not knowing myself, by not having self-love for myself and not knowing how to set a boundary to save my life, girl. So just remember that I'm speaking from my lens. And after 18, 19 years of radio, September of 2020, I stepped down from my full-time radio job to focus on what God is calling me to do in this season. And this is it. I'm called to guide you, girl. I'm called to guide women who need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. That's what I'm here for. So if that's you, I want you to share this episode, especially if I say something that resonates with you. Share it with a girlfriend. Sharing is caring. Also, can you subscribe to this podcast? You will be notified once a new episode drops. So definitely subscribe and rate. Rate this podcast. Okay, please. I don't know if you know how much it actually helps like a host like me, an influencer, how much a rating, a share, a like helps us. So please help this small business owner, me, Rika, that's me, (laughs) by rating this podcast as well. Lastly, my intro. Here's a fun fact. It comes from my old morning show. I used to have this morning show on a station here in the Tri-Cities called Power 99.1. And my friend, my co-worker, one of the greats in production land, James Tyler, he had made that for me for my morning show, the Just Me Rika show. And I was like, yo, on my podcast, I need that intro back. (laughs) And he made it for me. So thank you for that intro. Thank you for the production, James Tyler. Uh, Of course, it was inspired by Beyonce's Flawless. Yeah. All right, girl, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to Single You, the podcast. And we'll talk on the next episode.